Hello, this is Marcus Click. Join me now on the Les Holmes Stories of Music. And welcome everyone to another edition of Les Holmes Stories of Music. And I want to actually tell you, if you like this, this channel, make sure you click the like button and also share it and tell all your friends about it and come on and check us out, okay? And um, I have the, the great pleasure of having one of the smoothest guys that I've heard in a while, um, saxophonist, uh, music extraordinaire, he's got a uh, new album out, and uh, he's no other than Mr. Marcus Click. Man, thank you so much for joining the show, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Les. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, look, I'm glad to have you. Man, I was listening to your to your song, and um, and I was like, dang, I like that. It's, it's, it's called Morning Joy. But we're not going to get into it right now, but I just want to tell you, I was like, I like that flavor it's got in there. I, I like that. I like that. So, but we'll dive into that in just a little bit. But okay. let, let's get let's go to the beginning. Let's go to the beginning. So, Marcus, you're a saxophonist. Do you play anything else other than saxophone? That's it. I play. That's I play, it. I, I play alto, soprano. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, when did you start doing this? Playing, actually playing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I started at elementary school. Okay. All secondary. right. I, I, I was, man, that case was huge to me. <laughs> so <laughs> second grade is when I actually was introduced to, well, actually I had toy instruments, but in school, uh -huh. second uh -huh. grade. So, and I was inspired really by you know, my mom and playing music around the house all the time, all kind of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But then uh, she would play some Grover Washington Jr. Uh, I did, didn't know who it was, but yeah. had to ask. I was like, obviously, yeah. I was a kid, so I'm like, who is this? Yeah. And I heard him and uh, other artists she would play on albums or 45s. I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then that just really piqued my interest when we were able, when we started in uh, elementary school, they had a band class. Mm -hmm. And so, so originally I was in a flute class, woodwinds. Okay. Okay. Flute class. And so I, I really didn't care too much. I mean, I, it was cool. I don't know how we got started in the flute class, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. but, but I think we just went to a class because they had advertised you know students who want to play band so we just showed up mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so one night perfect timing uh, i was watching the miss america pageant mm -hmm. and one of the contestants had a saxophone mm -hmm. and i was like wow that's the instrument that grover plays and so the next class music class i was kind of quiet and shy so i waited until everybody left out of the classroom and I asked the teacher, because at the time we were just, you know, simulating and, you know, kind of just going through the basics of intro music. 
And mm-hmm. so we hadn't purchased our instruments yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I waited till everyone left the class. I asked the teacher, hey, could I change instruments? And he's like, well, what instrument are you thinking about? I couldn't remember the name. And so uh-huh. I, he said, here, draw it for me. <laughs> and so I had a, gave me a piece of chalk. <laughs> dating myself again yeah 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 uh so i, I drew what he figured it out oh alto i said yeah uh-huh. that's it that's it <laughs> and he said sure i just had to move you to another class you know with the uh mm-hmm. saxophones and uh i think we had a, a brass in there too because my brother i have a twin brother mark he okay he, played, he ended up playing the trombone they didn't want to play the same instrument as me because we yeah. wore the same clothes, so we didn't want to play the same instrument, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's how I got started. It was, you know, off of a Miss America pageant contestant and the mm. music that I constantly heard around the house. I mean, you know, I mean, Soul Train. I mean, come on, we saw the bands that were on yeah. there, and you know, it just it was just, you know, as a kid. I already had it in me, but I didn't realize it, you know, yeah. music. Yeah. And uh, so, and then Earth, Wind and Fire, I would say, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, Confunction. I remember those big bands, man. Yes, sir. And yes, so sir. as a kid too, after years later in elementary school, we had, you know, developed some friendships with the classmates and band. And then some of them lived in the same neighborhood. And so we want to create our own band. Mm-hmm. How in the world are we going to do that? We want to simulate or get something together like Earth, Wind, and Fire as kids. Uh-huh. I mean, that would have been awesome, but, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, we would have meetings and everything. But, uh-huh. you know, to make long story short, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but a few of us stayed with instruments through middle school. And then uh-huh. after that, you know, everybody kind of just went their separate ways to different districts or high school, uh-huh. uh, you know, due to busing or whatnot. Right, right. So, so I stayed with my instrument through, through uh, uh, eighth grade, uh-huh. and then after that, went to high school. It was on the sports. So I set the saxophone down. As far as I knew, I was done with it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and I got into sports, you know, because I was playing pop Warner football, you know, uh-huh. through middle school, and then got to high school. I actually turned out pretty good because my father was a, a sports guy. And um, my late father, Robert Graves, All right. and, uh, he he passed what about six, seven years now. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's in the Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame. As wow. a yeah, he was a basketball star and, and a high school coach, basketball coach. And All right. uh, so he was inducted early two thousand. But so you know, the sports was a gift too. And I wanted to play in the NFL. Well, that didn't happen, you know. It didn't so, happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I could play basketball and didn't really focus on it too much. It was, it was in me because of my father. And so I was just competitive. You know, I ran track and all this stuff. Right. But right. music was the last thing I thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, I just mm-hmm. thought it was a fad, you know. Just wow. a Yeah. And so years later, uh, I joined the Navy. Uh mm-hmm. I didn't go straight to college. I joined the Navy. That's a separate story in itself. Mm-hmm. I joined the Navy and uh, ended up 
getting put on medical hold in Japan, Yakuska, Japan, because I, I broke my foot oh. uh, playing basketball uh, while I was on the ship. Well, not on the ship, but on the base when we were in mm-hmm. Port Japan. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't go out to sea because I was hurt more than 30 days. So I lost my orders to the ship. Little did mm. I know I had a plan. So so I ended up meeting this guy, uh, older gentleman, had been in the Navy for a while. Turn me on to jazz. All right. Yeah, turn me on to jazz. I, even though I heard Grover, I didn't really know anything about jazz. You know, I didn't even know who existed, really, uh, who were the big names back then. But he turned me on to jazz, so I got introduced to Spire Jower, Yellow Jackets, uh, David Sanborn, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who else? Uh, Gerald Albright. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Najee. I mean, so, yeah. uh George Benson. Well, my mother played him, too. I remember that, George mm-hmm. Benson. Um, and so many other people. And so mm-hmm. I got turned on to those guys. I loved it, fell in love with it instantly. And so I met this guy, I was on medical hold. So I lost my orders. I was kind of in the barracks. I met him. He was on medical hold. So he turned mm-hmm. me on to jazz even more. I got to thinking about my saxophone back at home. And after I left Japan, I was there for three and a half years. I got back to the United States uh, in around July of 1990. And I was there 87 through 90 and got home. Uh, I was stationed in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I, my twin brother was in the Navy at that time. And so he, <laughs> yeah, he, he went back home, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, because uh, right. he was stationed in Jacksonville, where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting brother duty in Pensacola. So so we connected in Pensacola. He drove to our hometown before he checked in on base in Pensacola. And I asked him, could you bring my saxophone back? Mm-hmm. My mother still had the saxophone <laughs> I had from grade school. It was a, it was a Vito uh, alto. All right. All right. And you know, I still have that same saxophone. Really? I would never sell it. And I so- I don't blame you. Yeah, you know, I, I played that thing at functions. Uh, I didn't know what the brands were really the mm-hmm. most popular, but then I start really getting into it. I start playing in more functions and I was, wasn't making any money. It was just because I like jazz, you know, the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you talk about church functions, fashion shows, parties, you know, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then people start hearing me play more and I, cause I would kind of practice. I wasn't really that good. Yeah. Yeah. Compared yeah. to now, so, you know, yeah. yeah. So, so, so anyway, uh, I got put on the spot one time um, at church. Pastor found out I, I play saxophone, and so they told me. It's always, oh, always a preacher want to put you in the ministry, yeah, but go ahead, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So I got <laughs> I got put on the spot. They said, uh-huh. well, a friend of mine called me that was in the choir. Hey, Pastor wants you to come here. Can you bring your saxophone? I didn't take it with me. I only lived five minutes away from the church at this time. And okay. so I showed up at church. Pastor was like, where's your saxophone? Heard you play sax. I said, it's at home. Well, how far do you live? Five minutes. Go get it. So I went home. They put me on the spot to play something. I'm like, 
play what? I didn't know anything. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb or something. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I mean, I could learn a song. I would only if I do a function. It'll be one song. Yeah, and I would rehearse that song over and over and over. Right. And, right. and not only that, they didn't have really have tracks back then, so I would play with right. the song. Right. And I'm like, Ugh. but anyway, so I, I, you know, I started out in church. Um, uh, you know, things kind of took off, and people were like, "Hey, encouraging me to take my gift to another level." And mm -hmm. so I enrolled in college, taking some courses again. Um, I start meeting a lot of people in the industry, like artists. Uh, and then I was go to concerts just to kind of study the saxophones, you know, I'm mm -hmm. checking out mm -hmm. and I'll meet them, ask them questions after the show. And, uh, one guy who was really, um, instrumental in helping me was, uh, Nelson Rangel, uh, also Najee, uh, okay. you know, those are the two guys. Oh, and, and Mel Holder, my mentor who I met at a church service, who was right. actually visiting to perform at a conference. And I had his tape, cassette tape back there. I, I, heard, I heard what you said. You said tape. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> so I had his tape, man. And I used to listen to it every day. And I'm like, man, this guy's good. And then when I heard he was going to be in town, I was like, whoa, I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. And so I met him, shook his hand. And y'all like a kid in a candy store. And, you know, so that really was a key pivotal moment when I met him because we ended up playing together during the service, after the service, just kind of messing around and during the service, actually. Mm -hmm. But but not only that, uh, he produced one of the songs on my CD mm -hmm. and it's a uh, Higher Ground, the second song, which was the Stevie Wonder song, uh, okay. classic. And... He's mentored me over the years on what to what to play, uh, you know, to develop my muscle memory, uh, just different techniques in my musicianship to help that. And I met another guy, Joseph Yorio. He used to play with um, Peebo Bryson and some right. other people. And he's local. Well, he moved away, but he's he mm -hmm. was local at that time. And I, I think it was around 2007 or eight when I met him. Mel Holder was about 2005 or six, somewhere around there. And but Mel's out of New York, so he's he's up in the Jamaica Queens area, and right. he 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 he's kind of he knew uh, Biggie, all them guys. Uh, was it Faith Evans? She's come to his house. LL Cool J, mm -hmm. and so. You know, but from a jazz perspective, he plays everything, you know, mm -hmm. all the saxophones. Mm -hmm. And so the man is very technical, like uh, Nelson Rangel. Nelson mm -hmm. Rangel gave me advice. He said, and how Joe Yorio came into play was, uh, he said, hire one of the top saxophones from your local university and mm -hmm. have to train you. Pay him. Don't mess around. Let him challenge you. And okay. so I did for a year and a half, me and Joe, he used to come to my house on the weekends or I would meet him at one of the colleges that he had a room in uh, at for lessons uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, he had a house I'd go over to. And, 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 and that's what I did. You know, I 
took time. I didn't really put in the time initially outside of, you know, practicing with him in his sessions. So I realized, oh, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, Mel Holder said, hey, you, you, you don't want to sound, no offense, but you don't want to sound like a saxophonist in the bar. You need to kind of start grinding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. If, okay. if you want to sound like the guys you're competing with, you need to put the time in. Right. Because they'll right. chew you up and spit you out if you right. try to get on stage with them or, you know, that's the kind of mm-hmm. talk. I mean, he was straight, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then Nelson, he spoken to me, like I said, he, about the lessons, but he, he, he could tell I was a, a, a saxophonist in the middle of my crossroads in terms of my career. What should I do? How should I do? How, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And, and then I met... Um, who else? Mike Phillips, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eric Darius. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I'm talking to quite a few uh, that's been out there for a while. But right. then not only saxophonists, I met, uh, I got some inspiration from Sheila E. Um, so so he, he, yeah. here's my question with, with yeah. Sheila E. So Sheila E is a percussionist. So how did you get inspiration from a percussionist and your woodwind? How did how did that happen? Well, you know, I I knew a little bit about her and kind of I don't know you you whether it be watching TV now on YouTube, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some of her background and some of her spiritual background. I was just curious. Okay, and uh, you know, I'm like, man. Eh. Back then, I thought she was cute and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, not, we, we not, not that I was trying to flirt with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my email was just strictly busy. I wanted to know, pick her brain. Right, how, right. how can I? I was actually trying to uh, get a gig with her to play in her band. All but, right. But she didn't have nothing like that. And I wasn't ready anyway. But uh, what she said to me was in order to get auditions, you know, stay ready. Uh, and to remember, it's not always how good you are. Mm-hmm. It, it's who you know, and it's timing. Mm-hmm. Being at the right place at the right time. Right. Being ready and timing. And right. so I, I always remembered those words. And, uh, you know, I follow her on Instagram, but I don't even say nothing to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might one day shoot a message. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I want to encourage. I want to give you some encouragement. Go ahead. And, and reach out to <laughs> Go ahead. But you, but you know who else I didn't mention? Um, Who's that? The late George Howard. All right. All George right. Howard. I wrote him. Date myself again. No email. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wrote yeah. him a letter because you know every I'm I'm really into jazz and I used to buy all the CDs, mm-hmm. all the latest CDs. So artists, if you watching this, uh, Najee. Mike Phillips, Gerald Albright, all of you guys. I used to buy your stuff every year. <laughs> Marion Meadows, we're good yeah. friends now. Yeah, yeah. I bought all his stuff. Y'all need to pay me back and start kind of like <laughs> booking me on y'all's gigs here or something. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. Yeah. Get back. <laughs> no, but <anyway. laughs> Trust me, they, they'll check it out. I, I know Najee will. I know Najee will. I already <laughs> sent him a couple emails. <laughs> we 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 go back. We go back and forth on uh on our Instagram, uh-huh. and I've sent uh-huh. him a couple clips of my shows and 
some of my music and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah. I still need to get put with you. Uh, Go ahead. I opened Listen. up for him 2021 <laughs> at the Jacksonville Jazz Festival. Uh-huh. Him, uh-huh. him, actually, it was uh, Jeffrey Osborne and Najee. Mm-hmm. Well, they mm-hmm. were separate. Jeffrey came on first, and then Najee was the headliner because he had um, uh, Phil Perry and a few other guys with him mm-hmm. uh, that was that was uh, the vocalist and keyboardist. I can't remember his name. Bobby Lau. Okay. Too. So okay. it was a All nice right. jazz festival. But anyway, right. uh, so I've I've hit up or been inspired by a lot of people, you know. Uh, so it's been I just can- been awesome. I, I can tell you, I mean, especially when you go from when you go from your instrument and you go over into percussion. So you don't, you know, it, and and that's good that you have an open mind and anybody can not just anybody, but somebody that's somebody that could give you some inspiration to push for your dream. That's good, man. That's good. Now, I'm going to take you back to something you said earlier. You mentioned in Earth, Wind and Fire <clears throat> and the and the and the brass, the, the horns. So I got one for you. I'm, I'm going to date myself, okay? You remember brass construction, right? Oh, yeah. I've heard of them, yeah. Okay, okay. I got another for, another one for you. So brass construction, and then there was mass construction. Do you remember mm. mass construction? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Check them out. Yo, pu- pull them up. Pull them I'll, up on I'll the YouTube. Pull them up on the YouTube. So brass construction and mass construction. So just... Check out, especially the, the the mass. You know about brass already, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you that. So, when you did your first album, what what prompted you, or what when did you know you were ready to do your first album? Uh, when people start saying, "I think you should take your gift to another level," maybe there's something there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they said you you getting there keep keep practicing I hear I can hear it mm-hmm. you know I wasn't quite there because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my first technically my first CD was an experiment I and gotcha. yeah so I I didn't know a lot of stuff and so that's why I was like a sponge and I'm still a sponge mm-hmm. to learning uh, Mel Holder and Joe would tell you, Joe Yuria would tell you, uh, and I think me and Mel stayed connected for so long is because I took to heart everything I was told. And mm-hmm. and it, I didn't take it personal. If I would have took it personal, I would quit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person to, you know, get your feelings hurt and your ego, and then, yeah, oh, I don't want to talk to you no more. No, mm-hmm. there's people like that, but... right. I stayed with it because I knew at a certain point I knew, okay, there's something behind this mm-hmm. besides me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I've had so many kids come up to me, you know, asking questions, the parents asking me questions. Hey, I got a son that plays or a daughter that plays. What can I, an advice can you give me? And, and, you know, stuff like that. And so that, that I like that, you know, because I, I remember when I was a kid and I looked up to people like me and mm-hmm. uh, and I just wanted to know. And yeah, it was hard. It's hard work. It is not something that you can kind of just 
kick back and just play a few minutes here and there, you know, because after after a while, I realized I had to put some real time in. Yeah, you got to put the work in. Right. You got to you got to put the work in, man. You got to put the work in. So I know. Okay, you said your first album was an experiment. Which album was that? What which one was that? That was moving. Okay. Okay. And 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 this is really my I would say my breakout because I put out some singles after that, but this is really my I would say my breakout Mm because I wanted to release it. I would say back in 2014. I wanted to somewhere up in there. I wanted to release it, but. I went through some stuff, man. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it took mm-hmm. money and I wasn't on no label. It was mm-hmm. all me. Mm-hmm. I could get a song done here and there, but it, I just, it technically it, it was things of personal things, but it was also me putting the time in too. Gotcha. I understand. So, so it wasn't going to be released until I was musically at that level. Right. And so I had to get there and I had I had to have people in my life to tell me the truth, mm-hmm. you know, because we can get so excited and anxious. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> said I'm good. <laughs> and, and look, and yeah. then you sit back and you go, you go today and you go back and listen to what you thought was good. And you go, oh. man, well, and people, <laughs> like it'll be my brother or male, somebody. Would you buy this? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Let's do this over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I always keep that in mind when I listen to my yeah. own stuff and compare right. it. Mm-hmm. You know, compare it to a nausea, compare it to whomever. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna put myself in that category or whatnot to this, you know, at all due respect, but or or like a I mean, all our styles are different from where you need. Right, right, right. But, you know, but it has to be comparable. Mm -hmm. And it has to be in a producer who has been out there for a while that's going to produce a side. Because you just, to me, you just can't have any kind of producer. You got to have me, I've learned, I got to have a producer that understands music and understands the saxophone. Mm-hmm. This is it, it may be they may have vocalists, but that mean they understand how the instrument works or how a saxophonist should sound, you know, mm-hmm. compared to others. And so having people in my corner that play sax uh, and also work with vocalists makes a okay. difference. Okay. You know? And I have uh, also a producer, Ben Paris. Uh, he's in Atlanta. He's a A-list producer. Uh, right. he, he won't even tell me some of the artists uh, due to his non-disclosure, you know. And, all right, he, all right. Yeah, but he's, he's see, he's engineered, gosh, maybe half the songs or produced half of them or post-produced. I mean, he, he Morning Joy. Okay. He did, he did the mix on there. Um mm-hmm. He's actually also one of the musicians, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. also initial producer or main producer is William Green. I'm not sure you're familiar with William Green out no, of Atlanta. No, I'm not. No, he's also out of Atlanta. He's a he's a, a keyboards. All right, he, that guy is good, man. 
All right. We did three songs. We did Morning Joy, um, Together We Stand, and uh, what's the other song? Follow Your Heart on mm -hmm. my CD. All right. And, uh, All right. So we may do some more stuff in the future on the next project. And I got some other people I'm, I want to add to this, you know, my songbook, if you will, my next CD. Right. Uh, right. But, but, you know, um, so, you know, basically that's, that's, you know, pretty much where things, so, you know, as far so, as my first CD was just a project. Right. Right. After I realized after the fact, I realized that, but, at least it gave me something to say, okay, I did it. it you know, now let's take it up another level. It so really, speak, it, yeah. So speaking of that, speaking of that, so you did your first CD, your, your experiment, getting your feet wet. So which album is where you said, okay, this is, I'm not saying this is where I need to be, but this is where I need to be because it's not necessarily where you want it, where you want to stay, but it's where you, you needed it to be. So which which album is that? Oh, this one, by far. All this right. Brand new day. Brand new day. All right. So let's let's talk that there you go. There you go. <laughs> so and 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 we'll put a link. We'll put a link in, in the description so so the 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 viewers can go and click on it and go straight to your site and, and pick it up. So let's talk about brand new day. So <clears throat> so what makes brand new day? so good or so or so where you want it to be let's talk about that well it's it's a couple of things the the title really and some of these songs the names of them are kind of like a storyline uh not necessarily in particular order in mm -hmm. this particular order that they're laid out but uh it's a story but the brand new day title came because it is presenting me in a new light uh, as this is a new day. This is new Marcus. Uh, but not only that, it's also an inspiration for someone who will purchase it and listen to it. The songs are upbeat. I mean, there's some ballads on here, but uh, most of the time, most of these songs are, you know, upbeat, positive, you know, the, the, the name you got morning joy. This is something that's this thumping. You get up in the morning, this thing gonna, you know, motivate you. And you it know. will. It yeah. Will. In high ground. It's a Stevie Wonder tune, but it's my rendition. It's got some African beats in it, which surprised me. I, it didn't start out with African beats. Uh -huh. But Mel Holder and one of his, you know, his team worked on some things and and said, oh, okay, this is different, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Summer Nights is a smooth jazz. You know, we've got Maduka. She's a Japanese keyboardist on there. Feature her. Okay. Uh, Divine Connections. You know, it's just the title spiritual. It, I could have named it a lot of things. My brother kind of gave me that name. And I actually, from start to finish, wrote that song. And and uh, I had a guy produce it that had worked with um, uh, what's the a uh, rapper, he's producing music with him, DJ Khaled. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he kind of put laid that foundation of that song, and I wrote wrote against it, and boom, I actually did it in one night, and it mm -hmm. all just came together, you know. And uh took me probably about a week 
to f- finish out the song. But uh, that one, I mean, in Brand New Day, we got uh, Jonathan Fritzen. Mm-hmm. He produced that song uh, and we collaborated on that. Uh, uh, and then I got some local guys here, a couple songs. We got Retro Vibes. Uh, uh, did here in Jacksonville. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, on the inside, I went to Nashville, and that's a multi-Grammy uh, nominated producer, Roger Ryan. Uh, that's the last song. On All right. And, uh, it, it, you know, I've, we did that in one day. I mean, we knew the song, but I recorded in one day up in Nashville. Uh-huh. And boy, that was a long day. And so, um, got that. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, I wrote Sound the Alarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, Sunday Drive with Bob Baldwin. He's he's a, was the producer and wrote that and he actually mm-hmm. did the solo on the, on the back end of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Follow Your Heart is a Love Ballad. That's William Green. That's a pretty nice song as well. Right. Uh, Corey Johnson did the Retro Vibes. You know, kind of neo soul feel to it, right? So here, here's a question. Here's a question. So I'm listening to you. You got Morning Joy. You got Sunday. What do you call it? Sunday. Sunday Drive. Sunday Drive. And you mentioned earlier about you, you, one of your songs could have been titled a whole lot of things, but your brother told you to name it this. I I understand um, lyrically. When, when 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 there's lyrics in a song, I understand where the names of songs come from. I, I get that. What I what I don't understand is how do you get the name of a song, and it's an instrumental. Where this, where do you get that? Where do you get that name from? What in, how do you derive to come to Morning Joy or Sunday Drive? How do you come up with those names? It, it's it's really the feel. You know, okay. the the vibe off of it, the okay. like Sunday drive. I forgot what Bob wanted to call it. I said, nah, man, that's a smooth, that's a, I know it was like a cruising or something cruising. We were gonna, I said, nah, let's say Sunday drive. Like you can mm-hmm. get in your car, turn the radio on and just cruise in your car. Mm-hmm. Let's call it Sunday drive. And All it's right. stuck, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, some up morning joy, you know, you hear get up in the morning. Hey, you want something that's gonna thumping, it's inspiring, it's motivating. Uh, together we stand came about during the pandemic. All right, uh, me and uh, William Green thought about it. Um, you know, I, actually, I recorded most of these during the pandemic. You know, okay. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> right. couldn't do the gigs, but I got guests right. recording. <laughs> so together we stand. It just sounded like it was a song that will unite each other, the community. All right. Uh, plus, it's a radio friendly song. So mm-hmm. you know, I released that as a single. God, when was it? 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, no, it was maybe after that. No, no, no. 2021, 2020 or 2021, something like that. Okay. okay. I, I 
because it was during the pandemic. And uh, mm-hmm. so that kind of stood. Hey, so how about together we stand? Yes, yeah, that sounds cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just different, you know, the, the conversations we have, the, 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 you know, the, the, the theme of the CD, uh, and then I tie it all together and you've got a storyline, you know, you're, okay. you're going to have some divine connections because people come to your life are divine. Uh, Nothing I could put together, you know what I mean? Right, right. People I couldn't make happen, I mean, unless it was divinely connected. You got, mm-hmm. uh, we already talked about, let's see, Summer Nights. You got Sunday Drive. You got Summer Nights. It sounds like a song that you kind of hanging out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listen to some nice jazz, whether you're on a date or you whatever, uh, mm-hmm. just having a good time. Uh, follow your heart. You know, again, inspiration. All right. It's a smooth, mellow song. You can take it as a ballad, but the fall of your heart is really, you know, something I had to come to grips with when people were encouraging me. Mm. And, you know, hey, you should do this. You should do that. And then I was put on spot. That's how I got to playing in church because where I used to take my music to get maintenance, uh, I remember the owner Mrs. Ware, God rest her soul, she passed, but and the store is closed because you know, family's gone or what have mm-hmm. you. Uh warehouse of music. And she said, uh I never will forget. Before the pastor says something, she says, You ever thought about playing for the Lord? Mm. <laughs> so I like, no, I never thought about it. <laughs> And then, you know, then I got hit again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm playing church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then one thing led to another, you know. Right, right. So I, I was listening to, it, back to what we said at the beginning of the, of the show, talking about uh, morning joy. I was listening to it. I was like, man, it's got a little, little Spanish feel to it, man. The little Latin thing. Yeah, that, yeah. What what did what did that inspiration come from? Um, I heard um, I've heard guys. Well, I like Latin music, but it has a combination of things. But it does that yeah, Latin yeah, feel. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's strong in this song, mm-hmm. and the percussion and the you know the keys and uh, mm-hmm. it's a good balance of everything. But that Latin sound really uh, came from my. You know, it didn't start out with a Latin sound until my producer, uh, other producer, uh, Ben Paris, was playing around with it. And believe it or not, this is the first song on the CD, but it was the last song finished. Okay. It was the last song finished. And so we were talking about, we we need something that's going to make a statement. You know, the first song, we wanted to make a statement. Mm-hmm. didn't necessarily want the cover song like Brand New Day to do it. It could have, but I wanted something new people hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the Morning Joy was it. It was the last song, and actually me and the producer got into it. We got into it on the intro of the song. <laughs> so I didn't like how he had it. 
I said, no, no, no. So I had to call. I had to call my mentor and say, Mel, give me give your give me your feedback ASAP. Uh-huh. <laughs> Emailed him. <laughs> then I got him on the phone. He called me, and uh, I sent him two examples of intros. And mm-hmm. uh, so then we talked about it, and and then I I told Ben, the other producer that's in Atlanta, Mel's in New York. I said, this is what Mel's feedback is. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll go with what he said. Uh-huh. And me and him, it got a little heated, I think, because we were just done. We were just want to be done with the song. Because I had to have it finished at you know, a certain date so we yeah. could get it out. Because yeah. actually, I was trying to release this thing in 2022, but uh-huh. the summer of 2022. But then when October, November came around, I said, no, nah, we're not going to release it during the holidays. I'm going to have to wait now until January. Well, uh, Ben got tied up with some other project, and uh, but he was still working on, uh, you know, Morning Joy, and uh, so then we talked, we listened to it after the holidays, and it wasn't going to happen in January. So, right, we figured out the days and all this kind of stuff and the radio promotion, and that's when we came up with May. You know, I said, everything's got to be done. I'm not going to give a date and the song is still up in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. But there, it's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know. <laughs> and, and I and I can understand that. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I so it, it took a minute to get this done. But I mean, you but you can tell it's not boasting on me. It's just the, the, the production of the project. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all top notch, I believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Based on getting feedback from other people too, mm-hmm. you know, uh, radio right. direct station directors or whatnot, and uh, mm-hmm. so. So yeah. let me ask you this, Marcus. So you've been doing this for a minute. So what keeps you in this music game? What what keeps you in it? Uh, n- number one, it's a passion. Okay. It, it's it's a, I believe it's my calling. Uh, to have a platform uh, for for various things. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it, you know, like I said, it's a passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's paying off now from a monetary standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've never put that as the purpose of doing this. All right. If had I done that, I probably wouldn't be doing it, you know, because I'll be focused on the wrong thing too much yeah. you know yeah. uh yeah so i i let I, you know i want to get it done i get it out so uh so people can hear what i'm about and mm-hmm. and uh you know cuz people are not going to really take you serious until you've got a product uh mm-hmm. so hear you and, oh okay so so now i've got some people who want to work with me mm mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that in the past probably didn't think they would. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's that's awesome. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's you know the fruits of the labor is kind of paying for itself, and and uh, well, that's paying me, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's opened the doors, and right. and I'm excited, uh, even excited about my next project because I just I can't turn this brain off. I hear stuff, mm-hmm. I don't. Right now, I'm, I mean, I have music now. If I really wanted to, I could 
it's I wouldn't have a full CD, but All right. I would probably be halfway done. But I'm not gonna rush it. But I'm not mm-hmm. gonna wait too long either. So I've learned mm-hmm. that as well. Right. Um, so some will be out soon. Probably release another single from the new project All once right. I'm, I'm finished promoting this one. All right. So you you've done some collabs before. Is there someone that you would like to work with? that you haven't worked with yet whether it's been pr- producing um or vocalist or instrumental or who 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 if you had three people three that you'd like to do something with not necessarily all together they could be three separate three separate uh, projects who would those three people be and he's um, writing it down. He's writing yeah, it down. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I might be all over the place. Uh, let's see. Vocalist-wise, I would like mm-hmm. to work with um, somebody like Lettucey oh, or, or, or like a, a um, what's her name? Um, oh, gosh. Lettucey or... Um, yeah. Uh, Najee, why not? Right, know. right, right. right. Uh, been knowing him for a minute. Um, right. my working with Walter Beasley, me and him were gonna do a song together, or he mm-hmm. was gonna work help me uh, produce a song for me. So I may mm-hmm. re- revisit that. We, you know, it's some actually people I didn't get on this project, mm-hmm. uh, due to timing. Uh, actually, I spoke with um, on numerous occasions. Uh, Grover Washington's former music director, Bill Jolly. Okay. So uh, okay. we may be doing something uh, on the next project. Because we didn't get that on there. Now, the vocalist that you mentioned, she is so amazing. Lettucey. Why Lettucey? Out of all the people in the world, why you choose my girl Lettucey. I'm listening. Go she, ahead. She's she's natural. I mean, it's 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 like she's effortless in a in her range, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh just listen to all her not all of them, but good bit of her songs and ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh and believe it or not, I think I'm probably more effective musically playing ballad songs. Uh, uh, I think that's probably because, you know, I played in church for so long. Uh, That's where my gift really comes out at. You can, you can see it or hear it, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and maybe I'll have a project like that down the road, but uh, her, her voice to me is amazing. And so, Uh, I would like to do some stuff with her. Uh, also, like I said, um, Walter or Najee. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I don't know if I would even fool with uh, Gerald Albright. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Whalen. Kurt Whalen. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Kurt. Right, uh, yeah, I like Kurt. Uh, he's smooth. Uh, uh, matter of fact, he's good friends with my neighbor across the street. 
Mm-hmm. He goes to visit him in Memphis every so often. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, I I used to listen to a lot of Earl Clue, but you know, uh, but now you got Norman Brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he sounds great. Um, yeah. Who else? Gosh, there's just so many of them. Um, I'm trying to think of that other female, the vocalist. It's bugging me. <laughs> it's it's something out there. It's yeah, something yeah. out there. Actually, it's, you know, I, another vocalist I was trying to get on my CD was Gerald Albright's daughter, Selena. Okay. So, right. uh, you know, it didn't make it on this album, but, you know, I told her I'd be in touch with her. All right. Selena, he'll be in touch. He'll be in touch. He's gonna get you, <laughs> Selena at Lettucey. He, he's gonna mm-hmm. be in touch. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Well, Marcus, man, look, man, thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out what's going on with Marcus Click, this is his Facebook right here on the bottom of the screen. And uh, if you want to find out everything about Mr. Marcus Click. You can go to MarcusClick.com and everything about Marcus Click is right there. Um, and check out his his latest single, Morning Joy. Uh, we're going to put the description and in, in the, in a link in the in the description of the uh, of the video. And man, again, you're welcome to come back anytime, man. It's been a joy talking to you. I got the name Layla Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> but God, see, see that those two powerhouses right there, Layla and Lettucey, the two L's, Layla two and Lettucey, <laughs> the two L's, Layla and Lettucey. So Layla and Lettucey, Marcus is saying, come on, let's do this thing. Yeah, let's do let's this. Do it. <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. When you get that, you make sure you. I, I get in touch with with Desiree, and we'll we'll set this thing up. So I I gotta have you on, man. I got to. Most man, definitely, gotta have you, man. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the show, make sure you click the like button and uh, subscribe, and make sure you click the notification so you know every time a show pops up. Again, Marcus, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Les. And uh, hey, let's stay in touch. We shall. We shall.